Michelle, mute your phone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to cover, so I'm going to get started in the most excellent Tay fashion. Uh, how all, all, how are all of you today? Outstanding. Let's see. I see some head noddings and stuff. Great, great. All right, so we're going to get started immediately. We're in Think and Grow Rich, personal development part here. This is a special class in which we break down thinking we're rich. Good to see all of you. Jack, good to see you as well. All of you wonderful people. We will not delay. There's far too much to cover. Uh, if you're new to this, I have a, well, you'll see how we break down thinking we're rich. You will not be disappointed whatsoever. So what I'll do is I'll be muting audios for sound quality, but you can unmute yourself and we will have us a wonderful time in prosperity. We are on, I'm not sure what chapter it is in this book, where we've been reading this book. I have the original book. Do me a favor, mute your phones, mute your phones, mute your devices. It makes me delay before I can mute you, mute your devices, there you go. Great sound quality. We're in the chapter, if you have Thinking Grow Rich, we're in the chapter of imagination. Imagination is key. It's a key element of all who make money. Imagination. Everyone repeat after me. Imagination. There it is. There it is. There it is. Here's what we covered so far. Of course, we covered the, the principles in which all of you are understanding with, but I'm going I'm to put you on some highlights of these principles. We discovered that when you make a decision, you automatically put yourself on the battlefield. All of you listen, pay attention. When you make a decision, you automatically put yourself on the battlefield. And when you put yourself on that battlefield, you have to burn all your ships. The moment you make a decision, the moment you put yourself on the battlefield, the moment you burn all your ships, because a decision puts you on a battlefield for prosperity, not against poverty, but for prosperity. So let's break this down real quick. All of you who have read the subsequent chapter, the chapter that we're getting ready to read right now, point out to me some highlights of this chapter. Hold on, I'm sorry, I, I, that was too fast. My teaching style is to go wide, this wide, and then the next week we go real narrow. Wide, narrow for great understanding, okay? And today is going to be the wide because we just went narrow myopic last week in specified knowledge. Two weeks per chapter. Let's go. If you've read something, uh, think and go read. If you haven't read, don't worry. This is not a place in which we beat you up. This is a safe place. We, you will be able to join in the conversation as the class is designed that way. Anyone who has read the imagination chapter, you can go now. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. Okay. The part that stuck out to me was when the, the pastor of a church, he did not like how the school system was being 
I guess, made or turning out. And he wanted his own school uh, so that he could run it the way he wanted to, so people could, could learn in a different way. And he needed a million dollars for it. And for two years, he didn't know how he was going to get it. But he knew he, he was going to get it. And then all of a sudden, one day, he said, I'm going to get a million dollars within this week. And he wrote a sermon on what I would do if I had a million dollars. But when he got to the church and got ready to preach a sermon, he noticed that he left his sermon at home. So he spoke from his heart. And uh, as, when he sat down, it was one man that came from the back, walked up the aisle, and shook his hand and said, I love what you just said. Meet me tomorrow at my office. I'll give you the million dollars. So his imagination said, you know, created a way for him to get what he desired. That's what stuck out to me. All right. You're getting some head nods and some thumbs up from Jack. So he liked that part for sure. He remembers that he's been reading Think and Grow Rich for quite some time. There are a lot of lessons in that part of, let's just call it the text. Lots of, lots of lessons there. Grace, you gave me your favorite part. What would be your major takeaway from that section you highlighted? Well, he set out, how do I don't say it? He, he knew what he wanted and he, he, he thought if I could, if I could get the money that I needed, I, I had a way to design a school the way I wanted it to be designed so that I could help a bunch of people learn in a different way. And so his imagination um, uh, fueled him. His imagination fueled him to get what he desired. And it was nothing else, nothing else was he focused on except the million dollars so that his imagination can become a reality. All right, you bring up some really good points that we can talk about for the next 16 weeks if we had it. Uh, let me point some highlights that Grace, first off, she highlighted one of the most, oh, there we go. Sorry, I was muted the whole time, I was talking. You point out some great things that are just astounding that we can talk about for the next 16 weeks. We'll point out, some hi we'll point out two highlights that you said. You said, imagination only is where it existed and he thought about nothing else okay if no one comments on that we're coming back to that let's stick with this pericope uh, 15 dollars word for episode let's let's stick with that who else can tell me or give me a major takeaway from the he was a pastor so from the pastor wanting a million dollars and the text says he struggled for a long time to get it and then he wrote a sermon he forgets his notes and then he goes from the heart and then a donor gives him a million dollars himself major takeaways from anybody anyway this is a very vocal class so anybody major takeaways from that let's go who's got some major takeaways from that go ahead Chantel well the fact that even I think it's he said they said he took him two years if I remember correctly, yep. Yep. Um, he never lost sight. He Look never lost sight of it. Even after two years, he still had the same vision still, you know, as to what he wanted. And he never lost sight of that. Yeah, that is a good point. A fantastic point, <clears throat> which never loses sight. And the funny thing about that is all of us, I have no idea where I put it. It must oh, be in your car. Okay. Must be in your car. The, the funny thing about that is most of us would have lost sight in 12 hours. And you know it. You know it to be true. 
don't, 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 don't get holier than thou or all of a sudden perfect. You know, you know what, let's, let's spiritualize this for a second. Let's spiritualize this just for a second and then we'll unspiritualize it. There, it reminds me of, of Abraham. And, and, and there's a guy named Abram. He starts off as Abram. He gets named, renamed to Abraham. It's in a sacred text. In, in a sacred text, out of respect for anyone who has a religious background or, or, or whatever you may be faithful to, which I, I applaud you in your faith. And Abraham is then told by his God, hey, leave your country, leave your kinspeople. And then go to a place I'm going to show you. If you miss it, don't worry about it. I'll repeat it. Leave your country, number one. Leave what is comfortable and familiar to you. Does anybody see I'm going somewhere? Can, can you already see that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Leave what is comfortable and familiar to you. But not just that, Michael Tate. Leave them folk that are also comfortable and familiar to you. I wish I had somebody right there. Right, right there is where I wish I had somebody that struggled. You, you, you do know that when you are on your journey to greatness, your comfort zone and your comfort people will hinder your greatness. If you ain't been writing down, you probably should write about that. Your comfort zone and your comfort people will then hinder your greatness. And then he said, and then go to a place I'm going to show you. But pay attention because his God did not show him anything. Oh, y'all missed it. He was, he had to move before he saw. Like, come on, look, let, let's pay attention to the placement of these principles that Napoleon Hill bring out for our understanding. Before there is imagination, there's first faith. Oh, man, man, man. I see I'm going to put my weight on it. Before there is imagination, there is faith. And where there is faith, you must use your imagination. Ladies and gentlemen, if your business is struggling to cash flow, ask yourself, have I used my imagination to think of things I have not done yet? Because if your business is not cash flowing, if you're not at the dollar amount in which you choose to desire, it simply means that your plan is not yielding fruit. And if your plan is not yielding fruit, and you go back to the same old plan, then it's probably not going to yield fruit because you cannot get fruit from a fruitless tree. Is everybody processing this? What Grace pointed out, what Chantel pointed out was the first thing that this man, this pastor had to do was leave, was get called and then left. What did he leave? He didn't leave his kinfolk. He left his papers. Hmm. Some of you are so far on script, you can't get to the blessings off the script. They making me do it. They, they making me do it. I, I, Chantel, I got to put my weight on it. Some of you are so far on script that you can't get the blessings that are off script. You, you so control everything that you can't get anything. I'll prove it to you. I have a definition of fear. Fear as the way I have experienced it. Nobody taught me this. This is my definition. Fear as the way that I have experienced has three parts. Get ready to write these down. <coughs> fear is the imagination situation, the imagine 
or the hypothetical, that's a better word, the hypothetical situations in your mind. Okay, everybody got that. Fear is the hypothetical situations in your mind. This is my definition. You won't find it in Wikipedia. You won't find it in any encyclopedia. You won't find it in any book. This is from my experience. Fear is a, it has three parts. It's the hypothetical situations running in your mind. That's number one. That then are never going to happen. It's in your mind, it's so real, but the truth is, the stuff in your mind, it never happens. How many of you have fear of dogs, but you haven't been bit since you were two? Come on now, come on. You scared of spiders, but ain't never been bit. Come on, come on, come on now, come on. Come on now, you, you, you understand? You, think about this, this fear is irrational because you've never had the bad harvest from this fear. So part one of this fear is, is a hypothetical events that happen in your mind. Part two of this is it's never going to happen. Michael Tate, you're going to love this. And it pauses you. It paralyzes you in your present. That's fear. Hypothetical events that happen in your mind. That then is never going to happen. And it pauses you in your present. Paralyzes. There it is. Paralyzes you in your presence. So with great, in fact, let me, let me, Grace has her hand up. Grace, add some more value to that. And then I'm gonna keep going with between Abraham and some fear and, and everything that you say. Go ahead, Grace. Some, someone, someone where I am asked if we never uh, uh, suffered, experienced the consequences of success, why are we afraid of it? Exactly, exactly. Because success, when you've never experienced success and you fear it, it is simply because you've turned all things prosperity into all things fear. It's that simple. Why? Because fear is the hypothetical stuff that happens in your head. That's never going to happen. That pauses you in your presence. And what is your, if you're, if you're afraid of prosperity, where are you presently located? Poverty. Poverty. If you can't get to, if you can't get to prosperity, you're paused, paralyzed in poverty. Oh, I can't help myself. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm about damn tired of being par paralyzed in poverty. I just can't do it no more. I just, I just don't see me pausing before I get to what I want. Who else is out there like that? I need somebody else to just raise, raise your hands, wave your hands. Who, who, that, who, there it is. Come on. Who, who else fully understands that you refuse to be paralyzed in your present because your present is unworthy of you? Everybody write that down. My current present is unworthy of me. It is exactly where I'm supposed to be, but I recognize it's unworthy of me. Now we about to take it up a notch. Grace said, ooh, I really like this story about the pastor who needed a million dollars. And then she pointed out two great highlights of this pastor that needed a million dollars. She said he used his imagination and thought of nothing else. Don't that sound like the definite purpose? Okay, put it in picture.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Then we coming back to it. Let's go back to Abram before he's a father of many nations. And it doesn't matter which religion you subscribe to. The point here is Abram is a wonderful character in which we can view ourselves through the lens of him. His God says, Renee, go on, get up. Bryant, get up. Yvette, get up. And then go, leave your kinfolk to a place I'm going to show you. That's three major parts that none of us have conquered, or most of us have not conquered. The first, first of all, it's the getting up and going. You know why we don't get up and go? Because we got too many questions. Uh-huh. I, I, let, me, let me talk to my, let me talk to my, my planner people. Who going? Who all going to be there? Come on now, you, you, you understand. How much it costs? How long is it going to take? What you asking to me? Little Ashley said, that's me. Come on. You, okay. You understand what I'm saying? As soon as I say, let's go, you're like, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I, I want to go, but I got questions first. And you stay in question land, and you never get to prosperity land. Then his God says, well, you know what, Abram? Them folk you with, one or two things. They either make you comfortable or they holding you back. Mm, I'm about to put my weight on it. They, 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 you, you, you're far too comfortable or they're far too detrimental for the prosperity I have for you. I heard somebody say, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you hope. Why? Stand on their neck, Reverend. Stand on their neck, Reverend. <laughs> Plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Somebody act like they, like I'm looking at Jack. Jack sound like he heard that before. <laughs> okay. All right. That's two things. Go Abraham, excuse me, Abram at the time, and leave these folk that either make you comfortable or holding you back. Now, we can testify to this. Because Chantel just did it, didn't she? Come on, we can clap for Chantel. We can clap for Chantel. Yes. Chantel just left cold New York for sunny Florida. And she left with $2.53. Now, it's a little bit more than that, but you get the point, though. <laughs> she didn't leave with no overflow. <laughs> she, in fact, she left so fast, she left before her last check. That's some faith there. How many of you are willing to leave before you get your money? Oh, okay. I got to, I tell I got to keep putting my weight on it. All right. Then he says, and then go to a place that I'm going to show you, Michael Tate. I haven't showed you yet. Here's my favorite part of all this. It's implicit inside this sacred text, meaning it's hidden, meaning you have to pay attention to it. It's not explicit. It's not overt. It's covert. It's concealed. 25 years passed by before Abraham's God says another thing. Before Abram's God says a single thing 
to add value to Abram, 25 years of silence. Now, Chantel, the reason I brought this up is because Chantel brought up two years of silence. And I was going to let y'all make it. But then when I said we can't be calling for 12 hours of silence, everybody was like, yes, I care. All right. How about 25 years of silence? Now, if you are a believer in Christianity or, 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 or Ju Judaism or even Islam, because all of them tie their roots back to Abraham, if you are, none of your faith would exist had he acted like us. Process that information real quick. Had the story been about you, you'd have quit in 25 days. 25. Okay, let me, let me, let's open it up for questions. How many of you can honestly, actually, let me, let me, let me do it in the, in the reverse. Who can honestly admit, admit, admission that you would not have lasted 25 years? I'd have been out of there. Okay. All right. All right. We got one. Is there, is there another? The, the, the doors of prosperity are open. Is there another? Me. I would have bounced. 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 Deanna said her too. Uh, okay. Her too. Come on. Is, is this? Okay. Tippett said her. Shannon said her. Okay. So we got, is, 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 is Yvette says she. Oh, yeah. Me. Sure. Okay. Brian. I Brian, ain't playing no game. He's a preacher. He's like, yeah, man, I would, I would, I would about twenty-five years of silence, and this man kept the faith. This is why another guy, uh, James specifically, says he's counted faith by his righteousness. Paul says the same thing. It was his righteousness that counted him faith. Before there was a law, his faith made him righteous. Now, take it out of spiritualization. Let's put it put it back. <laughs> Don't you say I would have been done too. Put it back in practicality. Everybody ready? Lean in. How many blessings have you forfeited because you quit on your breakthrough? Think about that. Some of y'all right now, your business is about to work out for you in a major way. You about to change the whole world. This doctor's getting ready to work out. This school or whatever you're about to build is getting ready to work out. This move to Florida is about to work out. All these companies you built, Temp, is about to work out. This PR firm is about to work out. Creditology is about to work out. Fixing people's credit is going to work out. That network marketing, that custodial company, it's all about to work out if you don't quit. If you use your imagination, because where vision stops, imagination leads. Okay, Shannon has her hand up. Shannon, will you let you add some value? Or will you raise your hand up to say you would have quit? Oh, no, I was raising my hand to just say something that had came across my mind while you were talking. Sure, go ahead. I think that looking back over my process, the issue is having to wait while going. When Abraham left, he had to go, but he was still waiting on a destination. 
we want a definite destination, but we don't want to develop or believe in a definite purpose. We believe that sometimes the de we wait on the destination. Okay, you tell me where I got to go, and then I'll know what my purpose is. And it's it's different. It's reversed. You need to imagine everything that you want, your desire, all of that, and then go and wait while going. And that's hard. And it's almost beyond a five sensory thing. Like you can't see it, touch it, hear it, smell it, but you still have to go. And so you have to reach beyond and dig deeper. And that's where your imagination is. But we don't realize it, but we put so many limitations on what we imagine. We put so many limitations on what we imagine. And then when the universe or when God says, okay, you said it, you got it, go where I'm going. I'll show you, but I need to know or I can't go. No, you need to go so you will know. Because if you don't go, you won't know. I will not reveal it to you. I will not give it to you. Nothing will happen if you don't go. And when you get that, then you get that in, in my experience. But it's hard because you don't, you have to know how to wait while going. Wait don't mean stop and sit down and say, okay, I'm going to wait. No, you got to go. You got to go. With all the faculties of your imagination and your desire, you have to go. And then you have to lend your ear to what sent you, in my opinion. And those facts, those are facts. <laughs> Anybody else want to add on that? Oh, yeah, they said, I don't want to come behind that train. <laughs> now, I don't, don't think you fall in love with it. There's there anybody. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael Tate. Hey, good evening, family. So I think that was extremely powerful what the queen just said about just putting limitations on ourselves and not allowing your uh, your desire or your imagination to push you forward. I want to share a quick story. So since I've been in, in the mastermind and, and just partnering with the ATS Business University, a lot of what most people will call miracles have been happening. But what I have been calling is that my frequency has been vibrating at such a, a higher pace that I've been able to recognize or my awareness have improved where I'm able to see things, little things manifest before the bigger things start to manifest. So this morning, I ended up going to Walmart so that I could pick up some gloves for weightlifting. Doing that in my vortex, in my awareness, was a monk. Now I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, now I'm 43 years old. I have never seen a monk in my life, except on TV or, you know, something like that. So I get ready to leave, and my spirit was quick, and I was like, man, I can't leave. I need to talk to this dude. So I was like making all these excuses, hence what the queen just said, putting limitations on myself. I'm out my comfort zone. I'm not feeling like I'm presentable. I didn't know what I was going to say. But then I said to myself, I was like, my higher self was like, well, if you got any business cards, then go and introduce yourself because he actually was there for you. So I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. I look at my wallet. I got one business card left. It's kind of broken up a little bit. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to wait on this, this gentleman to come back out. I waited for about 45, 30 to 45 minutes waiting on this, this guy to come back out. 
And the whole time, my higher self was telling me these three things that resonated with me that's in line with what everybody's speaking about tonight. And that was simply, be still, be centered, and be patient. And the whole time, I'm reminding myself of this, the gentleman comes back out and I introduce myself. So again, I just want to encourage everybody. Well, for me, not just the encouragement. I mean, I'm highly encouraged to make sure that I'm centered and I'm patient and that I move with my imagination. I'm not going to try to do the universe job or God's job. My job is to plant the seeds. It's not up to me to determine how or when or where things are going to manifest itself. I just keep it moving and I'm committed to doing my part and I let the universe do his. All facts and a wonderful way that Chantel, Shannon, Grace, and Michael Tate have taught us greatly. It's, it's beautiful to understand that you don't need answers to move. I wish I had somebody right there. And that's my problem, right? We, we're waiting for the answers to move. That's not how it works. Anybody who's ever changed the world had no answers. None. No answers. Go ahead, Chantel. Yeah, I, I got to come in here. I go gotta, ahead. Go ahead. Put your weight on it. I got to come in here right now because my heart is like, whoo. So, yes, we know what, ha you know, what happened. And like we all said, it's not going to be easy. And Monday morning around 730 in the morning, Long story short, I had to leave where I was at. And in that moment right there, I, was, I didn't know where I was going to go, what we were going to do, whatever. And I'm driving, we're in the car, and we're packing up the car. And my kids are like, what are we doing? Where are we going? They're confused. You know, they're like, what's happening? What's going on? Where are we going, mommy? Why are we leaving here? Where are we going? And I'm like, well, where do you want to go? And I love how Shannon said limiting, because in this moment, as much as I could have, oh, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? I didn't do that. I asked him, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Daughter wanted to get the nails. We got the nails. Some, we wanted to go to the park. We went to the park. We went along. I was grateful that whatever happened, happened in the beginning of the day, because we had the whole day to just let what, whatever was out there for us to come to us. So we went along with it, whatever. I, 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 you know, it's funny how we'll say people, when you're in this frequency and you're on the verge of self-mastery, you say, I tried not to worry. But the truth is, you either worried or you didn't. There's no really trying not to worry. And in this state, I was allowing my imagination, even my kid's imagination, to just let us, bring us to where we were headed. And we went out to dinner at somebody's house that night, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, The next day, I received a phone call for something that I've been waiting for for five years. For five years. And just this moment where I thought that, I, I had the thought that we had nothing. I felt helpless. I was almost feeling helpless. I was feeling unworthy. I was ready to turn. When I tell you, I looked at this family whose home I was in and I said, I, I, I almost thought about turning back today. I almost thought about turning back. I said, but I'm not going to turn back. I'm going to keep on going. And the next day, 
I received something I've been waiting for for five years. So, yeah. But, but, but pay attention. Had you been in New York, you wouldn't have received it. You couldn't have because it wasn't in New York. Even if you got it on the phone from a different country, even if it came from New York, your job was to be in Florida so you can receive it. Ladies and gentlemen, some of y'all are not getting what y'all want because you're in the wrong location. Well, you better speak this word. You, you, you in the wrong location. You, you, I mean, and listen, the, I mean, the universe is doing so, it's such a fantastic job to bless you. And then it throws out this blessing, it's like, ah, oh, they're not there right now. I, I, you know, there, there's this guy, he's a, he's a small local teacher. You may have heard of him, Joel Osteen. He's a little, little small local guy, you know, you may have heard of him. <laughs> and- Well, you better quit playing with Joel. <laughs> and this guy has this message in which he says, in fact, I'll give it to you the way he gave it to his audience. He says, I went to see my friend one day. Uh, God bless you. That's my guy. If you know me, I interned with Joe for, for two years. He says, I, I saw a classmate. And we were the same age, but he lost all his hair. And he says, because there was a genetic code in him that said, at this age, boom, lose your hair. He said, I got to thinking about that. And I realized that God works the same way too. He has divine connections set up for us. I'm talking to you, Chantel. I'm so talking to you. He has divine connections set up for us for the right moment. It didn't work in year one. It didn't work in year two because it was designed to unlock in year five. And when those divine connections unlock, you want to be in the geographical location and where they're unlocking. There's a way Brian loves me to say this. Uh, you want to find a window that's pouring out blessings. Come on, let me go find my window. <laughs> Give me the nearest window. <laughs> it doesn't take faith. It doesn't take intelligence to find a window. It just takes you understanding the windows over there. That's it. And had Chantel been in New York, the divine connection that was unlocked for her, she'd have never received. My question to you, because I haven't taught anything if I ain't turned it around on you, how many of you are not receiving what you have been praying for because you are not in the vicinity of the blessing? There's another story, do you mind? Do you mind if I give you this other story? I'm, I'm really for to make Brian happy. You know, Brian is always referencing his faith in the Bible. You know, he just, he can't, he can't help himself. I've, I've seen Brian in Walmart at a self-checkout line. And he was talking about the goodness That's of his it. gospel. Take he, me to the Amazon store. Yeah, I'm going to bring he, him up. He, he, can't, he can't help himself. He just can't help himself. He can't. Look, 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 look at his screen name. It says Reverend. That's it. That's it. Just so you understand. <laughs> My credit cards do too. Your credit cards do too. Okay, mm -hmm. there it is. But <laughs> he showed, he showed it. Credit cards do too. Okay, good. I ain't got a problem with that. In fact, I would encourage all of you. Whatever you believe in, believe all the way in it. 
I mean, half belief ain't doing nothing but giving you full despair. They miss me. Half belief is not doing you anything but giving you full despair. Reverend, come on, son. We'll go all in on your belief. If you're going to see it, gonna go all the way, right? You understand. There's this, can I tell you how important imagination is? Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if imagination is so powerful, you can ride the belief and the blessings of other people's imagination. Grace said, tell us about it, Grace. <clears throat> Let's see. I can go as far back as network marketing. Uh, huh? Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. I can go as far as network marketing. Uh, I started in 2003. Um, when I graduated from college in 2002, that's kind of where 9-11 hit. And so jobs were scarce. I couldn't find a job for anything. And a friend of mine who I graduated with got into a network marketing company. I never heard of network marketing until he called me and told me about it. Like what I heard, got in it, and I developed mentors. And my mentors always believed in me more than I believed in me. And they had a vision that was so big. When I listened, I said, okay, you know what? You've shown me what you, what you really believe in. I, I, I can follow you. And I, I borrowed a belief of I, every network marketing company I've been in. I've had top mentors, and I always borrowed their belief. This company that I'm in now, I borrowed the belief of Antonio every single day. I borrowed his belief so much that I retired from teaching at 37. I borrowed his belief from this very day that I get paid and I don't worry for anything. Not rent, not car note, not food, not anything. I actually have three places to stay, but the one that I pay for, <laughs> I'm part of belief so much that I have money to pay that rent. And so I've, I've been doing it pretty much all my life, and it has worked out for me ever, ever since. Okay, that's a great testament of what I'm getting ready to talk about here next. This is, this is we just on one text, right? And one, one, one part of, we still on the preacher who wanted a million dollars. We ain't even went further than this yet. And we can, I told you, we can talk about this for 16 weeks. And all of y'all have something to say because all of y'all have manifested everything in your life. All of you. There's, there's this guy. He, he wasn't, you know, he was. Even if you don't want it. Even if you don't want it, Jack. That's it. That's right. That's right. Earl Nightingale says that best. Man has exactly what he wants even if he's not willing to admit it. That's the dean of motivation right there. This is guy. He's a carpenter from Nashville. And, oh, come on, come on, come on with the car. Come on. Oh, Lord. That's, come on. Yeah, I keep, yeah, I keep, That's my story. You keep, you, keep, you keep making me bring up all these stories. T I mean, tell that Perica Pete. <laughs> he don't even know where it's at. He just know, he just know it's in the book he likes. He it's a carpenter from Nazareth. That's all I need to hear. That's all you need to hear. <laughs> I love this. Remember, the, the thesis here we talk about is imagination is so strong, you can ride the imagination of other people. There's a text in Mark chapter 4 that says, and this carpenter got in the boat 
and other little boats were with him. And he was going to the other side. And then a fierce storm arose. And this carpenter from Nazareth was sleeping in the hinder part of the ship, according to King James. And when the waves capsized, almost capsized the boat, when the waves filled the boat, is what the text says, uh, the, his, his friends, his disciples, his, his mentees, said, said, Master, do you not care that we perish? And he says, oh, ye of little faith. And then he, he, he speaks to the wind. The wind says, you know what? You're right. My bad. And the waves say, you know what? We, we bow down to you. And the waves stop. And I can go on and on about that, but I won't because I don't want to make Brian shout and run all over his place. My favorite part of this text. Hey, I can run. <laughs> my favorite part of this text is the beginning that everyone reads over. The text begins, and Jesus got in the ship, and other oh. little ships were with him. Ooh. Let me help you all, ladies and gentlemen. When Jesus spoke away the storm bothering his ship, he also spoke away the storm bothering the other little boats that were with them. Well, come on, speak away these ships, Antonio. And if you have not heard what I just said, I'm saying that if you get around someone that can manifest from their imaginations, even if you can't do it yet, you can benefit from their manifestations. Is there anybody right here in this That's video? it. Come on. That's it. Who could just testify with me? Come on, man. That you've been getting blessed from other people's imagination. Yes, sir. You didn't start that job, but you employed. Yes, you sir. You that house, but you sleep in it. Come on, man. I wish I had somebody else. Come on, Reverend. Come on, man. That's somebody else's imagination that you are benefiting from. Did I make that plain, Chantel? Did I make that plain? You, you, you're benefiting from the hard work and imagination of somebody else. Come on, well, preach this word, man. Rich. Come on, preach this word, <laughs> sir. Preach, man. If, if, that's not, if that's not benefiting from the imagination of others, I don't know what else to tell you. And as for me and my ego, I don't mind benefiting from the genius of other people. I'm only here because my grandmother prayed for me. Let me just tell you right now. I'm not, no, no, that ain't something fly to say. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. My grandmother was praying for me when I didn't even love myself. Her imagination of me being a successful person led me into me actually being a successful person. And at some point, you're going to have to imagine where you are before you get there. Can I give you the Einsteinian version of this? In general theory of relativity, he, well, and a part of it, and one of his theories, let's do it that way, but I want to break it down all that, that way. He hypothesizes that space and time can be bent folded because they're the same. He says, if you pay attention, you can bend space and you can bend time. And when that happens, we'll be able to master a lot of things. I'm just, I'm giving it to you in layman's terms. Okay. Uh, I think like 20 years after his death, during a solar eclipse, he, they were found out 
that this would be true because we got to see stars on the other side of the sun because the space-time continuum is what you would call it was bent because it's all one and the same. If that doesn't make sense to you, if that was too nerdy, I'll even break it down even a little, I'll break it down even more. Grace is like, thank you, because you know I do math. I'm not with all these big words. I got you, I got you, don't worry about it. You ever driven in your car mathematically at 70 miles per hour, and then you stopped and looked at the lines while you were driving? The car's still moving, but you paid attention to the lines in the road. Didn't they slow down so you can see them? Does that make sense to you? They, they, they were going 70 miles per hour. But when you put your attention, oh, I'm going somewhere, on what you wanted, it slowed down for you. Oh, man. When you put your imagination on what you wanted to see, it slowed down so you can grasp it. Okay, if you don't see where I'm going, I'll go ahead and make it plain for you. All you got to do is put your I, mind. I see on, where you're going. If you, just, if you just put your mind on the dollar amount you want, it'll slow down so you can reach out and grab it. Yes, that's it, Chantel. You got it. I saw the light bulb go off. Go ahead. Come on. Let me hear that. No, 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 no. Let me write, write it down, and then let me hear how that light bulb just went. Oh, she got it. No, you got it. Go wait, ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I forgot I wrote this down. You wrote that down. Go ahead. Tell me about it. That's it. Come on. Wait, wait. No, no, no. Give me that Oprah moment with the tears. Let me get them to zoom in. This is good TV. Give it to me. No, no. Right? No, this ain't right. Yes, yeah, it is. No. That is. That is. No, guys, no. That's how smart you are. That's how smart you are. You wrote something down that was above your intelligence because it was never above your intelligence. What happened was when you wrote how smart you were down, you focused on other stuff that took your intelligence away from you. You were ahead of yourself weeks ago. Who can relate to that? Who, who's ever had an idea you were, you know what, this is going to work. And then that bill came in the mail. And you was like, you know what, let me put my imagination on this bill. What did I just tell you, Grace? When you're driving, you put your imagination on them lines, it's slow down so you can catch it. Ladies and gentlemen, stop slowing down to catch bills and slow down to catch money. Woo! Oh. But Theodore. I'm not even on you. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> Chunky checks are coming in. That's it, Jack. That's it, Jack. Chunky checks. Did you see how Jack described his checks? And he and listen, and the universe understands with his definition of chunky checks. Chunky means something different for Jack. J Jack looked like he got a house. So chunky ain't no house. Chunky's $3.3 million house. I wish I had somebody. Come on now. In fact, let, let's speak prosperity all over Jack right now. Jack, we just gonna claim right now. With, with, with 20 other people, we just going to claim for you on your behalf that we are in alignment with your chunky checks. We, we believe, we, we're going to celebrate. As a matter of fact, when you get the chunky check that you desire, please come back. Show it to us on the screen. And I'm expecting a chunky check for you with two commas in it.
Awesome. <laughs> That's it. Jack gonna be part of the Two Comma Club. That's it. That's it. He gonna get a T-shirt made. Two Comma Club. That's it right there. That's it. The Two Comma Club. We believe. Jack, Jack gonna be singing Jim Jones. That's it. Yeah. Don't lie. High. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> That's it. Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. Imagination. Einstein. Einstein actually talks about imagination. All the great leaders and geniuses actually talk about imagination. Henry Ford has probably my favorite and most feared quote on imagination. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are correct. That scares, that scares me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have a few quotes, a few texts, from sacred text, and I, and, and I, I happen to love, I sample, and, and, and great respect, I mean. I love all religions. I, I love to see the wonderful, just, just, just what religion would do to someone with correct motives. I, I, I love that. I love to see people cut grass for other people. I, I, I love that. I love to see people get, give rides without expecting gas money. I, I must be the only one that ever needed help before. You know, they, they give houses and don't ask for rent. I love that. I, and you know, baby, I got this room. Well, can I give you something? No, baby, no, 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 no. You don't need to give me nothing. I got to pay for these bills whether you was here or not. Get on your feet and pay it forward. Today, I was on a sales call. Yeah, I was, they, 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 my, my, I was on a sales call today, and I told someone, I told a gentleman, listen, listen, buddy, I'm going, I hear your situation. I hear it. I hear you're struggling. I, I, I hear it. Make sure you don't say it nice because you didn't say it nice. No, I did not say it nice. I did not. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Won't you say it for me? The way I said it. And I meant it the way I said it. <clears throat> yeah, he meant every word. Look, what y'all listen to where he told Just don't it. say the price. Don't say the price. <laughs> okay. Well, well, make up a price. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. We're going to we gonna, we, use the price gonna, of $100. Let's make up a price. Use the price of $100. <clears throat> okay. okay. He told this guy. The guy told him. <clears throat> he said, I only had $10. The tunnel was like, all right. I'm going to use your $10. I'm going to work out something for you. We're going to use your $10. We're going to get you into my universe. You're going to be blessed. He said, all I ask is that you go take $2 and give it to a homeless man. He said, and don't ask him or don't care about what he's going to do with it. It don't matter if he smoke it or drink it. He said, I ain't asked you how the hell you got $10, so don't ask him what he's going to do with that too. Just pay it forward. That was Tony's word. You see Tempest's face? Y'all look at the camera. Y'all see Tempest's face? Exactly that was her what face. That's exactly what I said. I said, I didn't ask you why you only have $10. So don't you ask him what you're going to do with the blessing you give to him. And I meant that. Because what he does with is not your business. The goal was to pay it forward. This is why I love religion. Because people, religious people, and you had to be religious to pay it forward, but but you know you you see this in many religious practices. You're often paying things forward. Henry Ford says, "Whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you are right." And that 
that shakes me to my bones because I remember a time when I always talked myself out of my greatness. Always did. And let me tell you, when you are a master at talking yourself out of greatness, you do it so well, you don't even realize you're doing it. Can I give you a few examples? Sure. Chantel would pray, if I, Chantel would pray for a blessing and then say, well, you know what, Lord, if it's in your will. No, no, wait a minute now, 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 now. We can't have both now. You either going to come to the throne boldly. You going to come to the, th the, 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 the throne of grace boldly. Or you going to say, if you feel like blessing me, we can't have both. You got to choose one. You done went to this whole lofty prayer and prayed in the position of poverty. Honestly, let me tell y'all something. This is, a, this is the truth. You don't have to like it. I just, I put it in, let me just bless you this way. I'm just say it without preface. Struggle is not a necessary equation in winning. Yeah, I said it. Struggle is not a necessary equation in winning. You've been taught a lie. You've been taught a lie. Struggle is not a necessary equation in winning. Wealthy don't struggle. And all, and all you think, well, yeah, they don't struggle because they're wealthy. No, before they were wealthy, they did not struggle. Let me, let me break it down to you even more than that. To go inside of the land of opposites or the law of opposites is not a struggle. That's just you recognizing that you cannot enjoy a hot shower if you're not dirty. Trees don't struggle to grow. Grass don't struggle to be grass. Birds don't struggle to eat. Struggle is not a necessary part of the winning equation. You know what is a necessary part of the winning equation? Imagination. Can I break down imagination for you? Language has a funny way of disguising what it has done. And you can't really get it because language is funny. I'll give you an example. You know the word nation. You've heard of that word before, nation? And then when, it, when you get to the syntax, the rules of how language behaves, when you add an A-L on nation, what is it? Did you see what happened to the long A? It became a short A. National. There's also what you call, in, in Greek, you call them movable news. In English, you call them movable ends. If I said a apple and I had a long sentence, it's too hard to say that because it's too many, it's too many syllables back to back to the vowels. If I, if, you know, as long as the language is alive, the language is going to continue to improve itself. So we don't say a apple, an apple, because it rolls off your tongue better. Everybody getting that? That's called a movable end. The end doesn't exist until you put two vowels together. Is everybody, I'm giving you that there is a, no, no, not phonetics, it's, ah, forget what it's called. But anyway, me and my language training, I'm giving you that. I just can't remember what it's called right now. But you can call it phonetics for lack of a better word. This is how languages work. It's in all languages. 
is immovable new and vials change, okay? And when movable news, uh, uh, I'm sorry, it's Greek. When movable ends happen, let's stick back to English. You understand English. When movable ends happen, and when, when vowels change from long to short, you're so used to it that you, don't, you no longer think about what you're actually saying. Is that fair? Okay. I'm going to give you a few words that you, you, you haven't really thought about what you're actually saying. If I re- Remember something. I go back to the membership that was. Oh, we feel it. King Tate, you feel like this. This is the kind of talk you be having. This on, and, and look, and he's, he's like, yeah, this kind of talk he had on, on, on Thursday morning to himself. <laughs> remember doesn't mean remember doesn't mean to mem remember again or to get your thought back it means to go back to the consciousness that was can we spiritualize it bryant we are all members of what you know he ready he he he, he ready i couldn't have you fast enough <laughs> <laughs> we are all members of what the body of christ all right so when you Remember, or when you rededicate your membership, you're saying, I'm going back to what, Bryant? What you was a member of, the body of Christ. All right. Now, if we unspiritualize it, can we call it the creative source? Is the most fine? high. That's okay. it, the universe. He, he, he says the most high. If, if, if you don't mind, j j just for a moment, Brian, if you don't mind, if we can call it the creative source, okay? When you remember, it, that means you're simply going back to the unlimited power that you already were. Ah, oh, see, 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 see. I, I, you know what? That's my fault. I didn't break that down well enough. That's my fault. Because in order to be a part of a body, you had to already be there. Come on now. And, and what you're saying is your, your phalanges, your... Extremities. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring these words down. Okay. 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 I'm trying to bring these words down. I got my SAT words on right now. Okay. Your finger, your extremities, they have left where you always were. And then you wise up and you remember yourself and you say, you know what? I'm going to go back to where I was because where I was is where infinite intelligence was. Is everybody following me right now? I'm trying to get to imagination, but I need to walk you through remembering. Do you see? I broke down nation, national. Do you see it? Did you see it? I, I broke down an and a. Okay, I broke that down. Now I'm breaking down the word remember. Got that? Yes? Yes? Good. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question. So, not so. <laughs> if I say I am reminding myself, that means I'm going back to the mind, the creative source. Hey. Okay. okay, so when I remind, it's me going back to my ultimate conscious, my super conscious, my, my me, the me I've always been. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody. I'm, I'm, I can see on Chantel's face, this is really working out for her. I am knocking some scales from the eye. She is getting this conversation. Now, is it anybody who anybody who needs me to continue to break that down? It's okay if you do. 
Anybody? Five, four, three, one. Good. Okay. Now, because I can't wait, because I know where I'm going and I can't hold my mute. This, this mule keep running away from me, Jack. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hold, hold it, Reverend. Don't hold it, Reverend. Don't but, hold but, it, but this mule keep running away from me. Because we only talk it, about Reverend. imagination, okay? But you didn't pay attention to the word. Imagination. Oh. That makes sense. Ah. Ah, look, Chantel getting it. Okay, you didn't get oh, it. That makes sense. You never paid attention to, there it is. Image. The image of the nation. Oh, yes. I wish I had somebody. If there, there, there are many texts, there are many texts, many, many texts, many texts that define this perfectly. I'm going to borrow Genesis chapter one. Many, many, many texts do this. I'm gonna uh, just go down and make man. Ah, uh, come on, in our own image. Uh, image. You better teach this theology class, sir. And then this is not theology. <laughs> and then we're gonna make man subdue the earth in unity. As a nation, okay, as a collective conscious, before there was nationalism, there were people in unity. I wish I had somebody. I, I'm trying to image unity, image people on one accord. Is you following me? Now, watch this here. Then you are made, and what Brian helped me out, you're made in his image. Oh, watch yourself, Brian. Watch Woof. yourself, Reverend. Now watch e -G -E. You mean to tell me. You mean to tell me that you were made of the homeopathic of the same substance. Of the master. Same substance. Now we can do theology. Theology would say that, 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 that and theology doesn't necessarily mean Christian, okay? Theology would mean that, that of the same substance was Christ. The same thing that was Christ is the same thing that is God. Okay? Now, if you're, if you're, if you're, if, if you're Islam, it's, it's not offensive, but it's not jiving with your, 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 your sutra. So I'll help you out. Well, I will help you out. I'll get in harmony with you. In the Quran, it says that God would not harm any prophet. So before harm would happen to what is, if you don't know, if, or you probably don't know. In the Quran, Jesus is the greatest prophet. He is. He's different from Elijah and Jesus. Jesus Elijah would be more like Moses, right? But it, it, it is. If you don't know that, go research yourself, but it's the truth. Before I would let harm happen to him, what I'm going to do is I am going to rescue and replace. Okay, let's just think about that for a second. Now, now we're back in the jiveness or the harmony of at least the three 
dominant religions on planet Earth, okay? Judaism, Christianity, Islam, but we can keep going if you wanted to. But we'll, we'll get out of that. Let's go back to image. You were made in his image. Quran wouldn't put a gender on God, okay? In his image. Now watch this here. That means that you are of the same substance of the creative force, the creative source. How? How are you of the same substance of the creative source? Michael Tate, where does the image lie? Did I break up? Oh, okay. No, I thought he couldn't unmute, but I got it. It's within you, sir. Okay, within you specifically. I need a specific place where the image... Okay, go ahead, Chantel. You look like it's, it's just about to burst out of you. I, I can't, can't hear you. I mean... There you go. No, no, okay, image could be in the heart. You can, your mind? Ah, the mind is what I was looking for. You can say the heart because... Because every cell in your body is living, functioning, functioning and, and, and is collected to your, your collective conscious. Every cell in your body has a brain. Everyone. Everyone. What do you call it? The mitochondria? It doesn't matter. Every cell in your body is smarter than you. It's true. Because when you were a baby and you didn't know you needed to drink, you drank. Come on now. When you were a baby, you didn't know you needed to swallow so you don't choke, you swallow. It, 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 you've been smart before you've been what school would call smart. Your heart has been beating for an hour and five minutes while I've been talking. You never told it to be. It's pretty wise to say you're smart. The involuntary muscles of your heart are smarter than you. Think about it. If you had to concentrate on breathing, uh, keeping your blood, keeping your, 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 your lungs contracting and your brain working and your heart working, plus listen to me, at some point you would get so in tune with me, you would forget to have your heart beat and you would die. Or you concentrate on your heart beating and then you wouldn't listen to me. The brain says, don't worry about that, boo-boo, I got you. I'll take care of it. I'll handle everything else. Pay attention. Back to image. Because you are made of the same substance, image, imagination. I'll make you in my image. Everybody got it? You have creative manifesting power. Name me the only creatures on planet Earth that can think something and call it into existence. Humans. Now, if you spiritualize it, name me who made the world go round from its image. Okay, they say, they say God. You get it? Is it safe to say in the same manner he creates, you create? Oh, I'm trying to help you out on this imagination chapter. I'm trying to help you out of this imagination. Just, just, yes, he will. There it is. There it is. I got Jack. That's how I did. If me and Jack got to go on our own, me, Jack, and Brian, we'll go ahead and get it. We'll, we'll go ahead and get it. We'll turn this into a service. We'll go ahead and get it. 
So that makes us the creative source. And now you understand why the image chapter was so powerful. You better put them pieces of the puzzle together. You get it? They say you better put them pieces of the puzzle together. You are the creative source because you can speak to win and say, stop all that. Stop all that. In the same way this carpenter said stop, you say stop. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you do. Build a wall. It'll stop. Somebody missed it. Somebody missed it. You, 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 okay, if that don't make sense, I'm going to make it even more practical, Grace. I'm going I'm to put it all the way down to the lowest level possible. That even a three-year-old. If I was explaining this to my six-year-old, I would say it this way. I would say, buddy, I call my boys buddy. Buddy, elephants aren't building skyscrapers. There is something fundamentally different about you. Elephants did not invent Zoom. Elephants didn't write thinking you grow rich. Mosquitoes can't log in the Wi-Fi. I mean, just think about this for a second. There's something so fundamentally, I'll prove to you how some, if I build a machine, I could build the smartest machine on planet Earth, make it look like you, dress like you, talk like you, and I can disassemble every piece of that machine. Disassemble it. Every, every nut, every washer, the, 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 the microchips, the processor. I can disassemble it, Shantae. I can, dis- I can take it apart, Brian. Put it back together, that machine to have life. Oh, boy, when I get the jack, he don't work like that. There's something in him giving him life. And if I take him apart, if I move his elbow, if I take him apart so much and put him back together properly, he won't have life. You are special. And because of this speciality, you get to manifest from the invisible world to the physical world. I said all that to get back to what Shannon said. She mentioned about being stressed and tired and afraid. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. How are you going to be afraid, nervous, tired, stressed, and you got God manifestation power? Instead of being scared, manifest. I don't stress. I call into existence a reality that I believe is worthy of me, and it's a mighty fine reality. Hey, that's a new T-shirt. There it is. I don't stress. I manifest. Mm, that is one. That's good. That's good. That is nice. I, I don't. I don't stress. I manifest. Honestly, I just, I just create my reality. Who's going to stop me? You can't stop me because I am of the same substance as you. As you are a master creator, so am I. How many of y'all are in tune with the frequency people are holding you back? That's a bad frequency, and it's not true. How can they hold you back and you are of the same substance? Come on now. Some of us have manifested abusive lives. 
we want abusive teachers. We go to the church where the pastor abuses and in, in the dialogue. We just want abuse, 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 abuse. But you've created that. That's your manifestation. That's what you strongly desire. Now, I encourage all of you to manifest something far greater. Who wants a million dollars? Raise your hand. Manifest it. Manifest it. Manifest it. When when Brian raised his hand with the with the with the with the Zoom thing. Think about that. Think about this for a moment. Susan raised her hand too. Think about that for a moment. If you want a million dollars, if okay, if the God you believe in says you can have a there it is right there. He lived. He got a he got a that's a hundred thousand. He got a hundred thousand dollar bill right there. Jack got it all. Y'all y'all got Jack messed up. And Jack said, that's not even my chunky check. That's just my, that's my $100,000 bill. You know, I have a chunky check and a $100,000 bill. His chunky check got 10 figures on it. There it is. That's a million dollar bill there. Right there. Yeah, Jack. Thank you, Tempest. Look, First of all, he's pulling off his vision board. First yeah, of all. He is, he is listening to Thinking Girl Rich in front of his vision wall. His vision, his, you know, his vision board, vision wall. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Your imagination is where the real world actually lives. The physical world is the secondary world. The real world is the one you had in your mother's womb. That's facts. Before you had this physical world, you had the imagination in your mother's womb. You did. You did. You can't say you didn't. We have the technology to know that babies have brain waves. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about pro-life, pro-choice. That's a different argument. Y'all leave that alone. And that's not for this conversation. I don't spiritualize that or don't politicize it. I'm just simply saying that the world you had before you had this one, you were born with the world that creates all others. Come on. You were, I, I need you to start tapping into the world you were born with. Mm, mm, mm. I must be going too strong. Must be going too strong. Let's see if we can break it down this way. Let's, let's, let's do this here. Napoleon I mean, you're on a good path, man. You're on a good path. Stay right there. No, Napoleon Hill says, Actually, you know what? I'm gonna save that for next time. We we gonna we gonna. I was gonna give you a bunch of quotes from the book, but that's when we go hey, narrow. Hey, hey, go ahead, Michael Tate. Go ahead. Hey, King. Sorry to interrupt, man, but I got a I got a quick question that only you probably can uh, bring some attention to and some awareness. If that is the case, being that babies have brain waves, we're perfect, and that the real we're, we're perfect and flawless in the womb, and that the imagination is truly the real world, then why are you taught as soon as you transition to the physical world that you was born into sin? Yes, because you're taught by adults. You're taught by adults. That's, okay. that's the problem here, okay? Now, I'm not here to, to challenge anyone. Now, that's a fair question, but I'm not here to challenge your theology. I am just here to tell you that babies believe they can do anything until an adult tells them they cannot. 
And that's the truth. That is the truth. And I'll tell you when I realized this, I was entering at Lakewood Church. This was 2012. And I showed my young, I showed my oldest son a pool for the first time. That means it's 2012, he was born in 2000, he was four years old. I'm not joking. My youngest son ran out into the water. He thought the water was gonna support his 30 pound body. He just ran out. He ran out and he almost dropped. It just, it's, it's a wrap. It was just like a rock. He in the thing. Choking up water, we pick him up, boom. Get him. Now, me, I have a different mind. I'm laughing. I'm like, buddy, you almost dropped. That's funny. I'm laughing. The people around him begin to put fear into him. Oh, my God, baby, don't get back in the water. Don't do that. Don't get back in the water. Now what they did was they turned a situation into a forever learning behavior. And I don't do that to my kids. If, if, y'all, if you ever meet my kids, my kids are incredibly, they're weird. They, they, my kids are weird. My kids believe that they can manifest whatever they want. They, they, I'm just telling you, my kids are very weird. And I say, son, his name is Aiden. Get back in the water. He's scared now because other people put fear in him. His situation was a situation. That's no different than the baby falling. But until mom opens up her eyes real big, <gasps> then the baby's now afraid of falling. So I jump him back in the water. This time I put him on the steps so he can get over his fear of water because I don't want my kids to have any fear in them whatsoever. If it was not for me recognizing that I refuse to have my son in a state of adult fear, he would still fear water today. Take it out of my son. Let's go back to Michael Tate. Let's go to you. How many of you are fearing things because somebody told you to? Come on. How many of you are afraid to go back out into the dating world because someone told you it was rough. How many of you are afraid to be the new guy or the new girl at work? So now you're at a job completely unworthy of you. You're scared to bust you with Chantel, leave work and drive to Florida. Because somebody done told you, that's dangerous, Chantel. What about them kids? In fact, Chantel, I want you to unmute Mike real quick. You're currently living your dreams. And they're just going to get better. Actually, they're going to get better. They're going to, you're going to experience them more and more. How many people told you you were stupid or making a mistake? I'm interested. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Uh, it would have been more if I would have allowed it to, to ask for people's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but the people that I did ask, they were bugged out. Maybe before I left, I'd be like, good 20? 20. Now, watch this here. This is, we got to accept this one, y'all. Were any of these people what you would call haters? 
Yeah, she's putting two and two together. Were any of these people your enemies? Ah, interesting. Think about this for a second. Did these 20 people love you? Right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. the people who love you have ruined you the most. Mm. They love you so much. They want you comfortable because they fear you're going to hurt yourself. At this moment, I'm going to have Tempest chime in. Tempest has a story about someone loving you into comfort, and comfort is not your desire. Brace yourself. Sometimes we talk too much. <laughs> and we tell the wrong people about the right dreams, and they beat the right dreams right out of us. When I first started working <laughs> with Antonio, I had way more than 20 people telling me how crazy I was. I had my family telling me how crazy I was. I had people on the job that I walked away from telling me how I wasn't going to make it. I even had members of his family tell me how stupid we were how selfish we were, and how we weren't going to make it. And we struggled. Everybody knows our Doritos and Arizona tea story. We did that for years. We had a, I had a dollar, he had a dollar. He had a dollar, I had a dollar. Somehow we made it 60 miles apart, <laughs> one car, a bag of Doritos, and two Arizona teas for years. I had my mother tell me how I shouldn't follow somebody because she didn't see where it was going to go. And that hurt me to my core because I believe that we were destined for greatness. If I had listened to my mother who loved me in comfort, I would still be right there. If I had listened to the people who told me how we weren't going to make it, I would still be at a job trained new people who made more money than me doing the exact same job as me. But I took a chance on Tempest. I took a chance and followed someone else's imagination. And I learned that what's comfortable for you don't mean I have to be paralyzed in it. And what's comfortable for me doesn't mean I have to stay there. When I get comfortable, it's time to push myself a little bit further because if I stay comfortable, I'll stay where I am. If I get comfortable, there is no imagination. My imagination is capped at where I am. My imagination looks out at other people living their dreams, and I wish them well, but say, well, that's not for me. If you're comfortable where you are, you are failing in life. If you are comfortable, if you have people around you loving you to what's comfortable for them, you'll never experience the highest form of yourself. And what are you here for? Here, for, here to be comfortable? Here to just get by? 
Or are you here to live in prosperity? Are you here to walk into the land of milk and honey? Are you here to get that overflow? Not just one time, not just every blue moon, but every day you walk in prosperity, every moment, everything you touch turns to gold. If you're comfortable, ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to make it. Unless you're willing to get in the car, we keep going back to Chantel, but she's the perfect example. Unless you're willing to get your kids and get in the car and pack everything that you can and drive, you'll stay exactly where you are. And I, if that don't hit you, it hits me. I'm scared to stay where I am. I'm grateful for it. I am grateful for where I am, but I know I can't stay here. I'm grateful for what we have accomplished, but there is so much more, and I don't want to get comfortable struggling. I don't want to get comfortable right here. I want to go further. Don't get, don't get comfortable and don't listen to people who have never taken a chance on themselves tell you what you should not be doing. Don't listen to someone who gave up on their dreams tell you how stupid you are for going to live your dreams. Yes, it gets rough. Yes, you have hard times. Yes, lights get turned off, water gets turned off. Yes, you don't have phone for days. Yes, you don't know where your next meal is coming from. But once you get through that, you don't have to go backwards. I don't know the last time I had an Arizona tea because we went through it. We didn't get stuck there. Imagine how we got stuck Arizona tea one bag of Doritos and a Ford Focus with the AC going out. Y'all wouldn't know who we are. There would be no Think and Grow Rich class with Antonio T. Smith Jr. It would be a, let me show you how to look good while you are struggling. And I don't live there. And I don't think you're on this call, on this class, to stay where you are. You got to pull that money off that wall like Jack has been doing all day and go get what's yours. <laughs> That's right. Deanna, I mean, excuse me, Tempest mentioned being stuck. Deanna, tell them the story about the daughter. There was a young woman who had a really bad car accident during the storm. And she allowed that accident to let her be fearful. So one day her and her father were traveling and she was hit. She was about to hit a storm. And she hit the storm and, you know, the rain started coming down and she started driving. She started getting nervous. She started tightening up around the, the, the steering wheel. And as she traveled forward, she was like, you know what, dad, I'm going to pull over. I, the last time I was in the storm, I had a car. So he was like, no, keep moving. And so she kept moving. And as she kept moving forward, the storm got worse. The rain got harder. She got more nervous. She's like, no, dad, I'm going to pull over right now. He was like, no, keep moving. Now she's getting frustrated. She's a daddy's girl. She loves her daddy. She's going to do what he say. But she's getting frustrated because she's scared. She's nervous. She's fearful because the last time she was in a storm, she had a car accident. So as she keeps moving forward, the storm gets worse to a point where as she's driving, she sees she's passing up cars that are parked on the side of the road. As she's driving forward, she cannot see that far ahead of her. She's like, Dad, do you not see all these cars? I'm pulling over right now. He said, no, I told you to keep moving. 
So she kept moving forward, she kept moving forward. As nervous as she was, as scared as she was, she listened to her father, she kept moving forward. As she kept moving forward, the rain started lighting up. She could, she could see a little further in front of her to a point where she eventually drove out of the storm. Once she got out of the storm, her father looked at her and he said, okay, now you can pull up. So once she pulled over, she looked at her dad. She was like, dad, why do I pull over now? You know, it's not ready anymore. He said, turn around and look behind you. When she turned around and looked behind her, she saw the storm. She saw how bad it was. She saw how dark it was. She saw, and she saw all the cars that were still parked in the storm. And what her father said was, why stay in your storm longer than you have to? If you keep moving forward, you eventually move out of your storm. Moral of the story, keep moving forward and don't park in your storm. Shannon, you available? Yes, sir, I'm here. Outstanding. Come on, give us some value. <laughs> Antonio, my well, value is always, I know that there's somebody on this phone. I know that there's somebody that's going to listen to this class that's going to be like me and is going to sit in the storm by choice because I don't want what comes after the storm. I don't want prosperity. I don't want, I didn't want it. And it was very hard for me to admit that and to admit the reason why I didn't want it because I felt like I didn't deserve it. Sometimes we feel like we deserve the storm. And so my message and my piggyback and my inspiration after Reverend Deanna is, you are worthy. You are worthy, so worthy of the keep moving forward. And you are so unworthy of the storm. For a long time, I felt like the only thing I was worth was the storm because of things I had done, because of things that were done to me, because of my life void of imagination. Once you tap into imagination, you realize your worth, and your worth is worth the move. It's worth the go. It's worth your life void of the storm. I'm sure that daughter felt miraculous when she looked behind her to see what she pushed through, and that's how I feel every day, and that's how I want all of you to feel. When I look back, I don't look back in sorrow. I look back in triumph and success because I met a team and a mentor that pushed me to keep moving, even when I felt unworthy, and they pushed me right into my work. My, 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 my. All right, it's three different people talking. Who learned something? Tell me what you learned. Come on. Go ahead, Chantel. You can talk as much as you want. Okay, we got well, I learned that. that the three people talking need to be licensed as ministers. <laughs> which, is the, which is the highest of all speaking, uh, according to Reverend Brian Johnson. That's it. Let's get Gladys, Chantel, and then we'll come back to Brian. Go ahead, Gladys. Yes, so I think he, in all the stories, um, Deanna probably kind of put it in words, but I think all of them were saying similar, um, similar things in terms of the importance of just keep going, keep going. 
And um, eventually, like it may seem difficult at the time, there's a lot going on, it may be rough, but if you keep at it, you keep at it, if you don't give up, that eventually you'll, meet, you'll um, achieve your goal. And I think that's very important, especially for you know, folks like me who are just starting out or not thinking about it, but soon to make transition from um, my corporate nine to five and going into the entrepreneurial field. That that's good to know that, you know, despite whatever you may go through, just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And eventually you'll be able to look back, like Deanna said, look back at your storm and see what you've come through. So that, that was good for me. It's good. Fantastic. Chantel? You know, every time uh, I get on these calls these Wednesdays, my stomach is always hurting. Oh, it's crazy. But, you know, I have to say, I, I want to go back to, um, just real quick, the imagination. Take your time. And because after reading that chapter, um, and I read it, I didn't listen to it that time, so I read it, and I read it to the kids, too. My mind was flowing. My mind was flowing. And I wrote down something that I wanted, and I wrote down how I was going to get it as well. And... Um, I've asked. That's asking. That's putting out there. So for anybody out there, you write it down. You know, just how Jack was throwing up the things that he's had. Do that. Don't lose sight of that. Just how little kids do that at school. Um, continue to do that because I did that. And I didn't think about it because something had happened that many people would have turned around and went something happened to me and i know i said it earlier but i have to say this again because something happened to me where so many people would have turned around and sat in that storm or went back went back home like i'm not I never left the house because there was a storm and so many people would have turned around in this state but because i did not because i stand strong through it i know you know in testimony whichever you want to call it that is why i received what it is that i had asked for so I want to say, like, what I learned from this <laughs> is, yes, keep on going, but keep on going with a sense of enthusiasm, with a, with a sense of cheerfulness, with a sense of joy, because then, as well as imagining, you know, you're going through and you are um, attracting you're attracting uh, greatness because of where your mindset is when you are going through it. Because it's not there to like I, what I went through. I'm so, I, I, where I ended up. I'm like, oh snap! I had to think today. I was like, I asked for all of this, and just in that moment where on Monday I was about to turn around, but I've received. All right, on the other side of that, I've received what it is that I just asked for or been asking for. So, but in the sense of going through that. I was going through it with enthusiasm. I was like, you know what? It's all right. All right, whatever. What are we going to do? We're going to go to the park. Woo, park. Where are we at? We in the car for a couple hours. Okay, we in a museum, y'all. About to experiment everything in this car, okay? We're going to figure it out today. And with a sense of enthusiasm and smile, you know? So, yeah, I've learned. I love this. This was a great um, chapter as well, as well as this call. So, I, I learned a lot. And I'm going to keep on going. We all need to just keep on going no that's right Brian I want to quote the words from Pastor Yolanda Adams and say the storms of life will blow 
they are sure to come and go. They will meet you at a time when you're calm and doing fine. But the master of your soul, he's always on board. And he will rock you in his arms while riding through the storm. Woo, and then he muted himself. Look at that. Boy, I tell you. I tell you, Yolanda Adams has been talking for a long time. I tell you. Every bit of this has everything to do with imagination. We are 100% on sync and on topic. Because you can't keep moving forward if your imagination is not forward of you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I let all that happen. I let y'all, you can't move to a place that your mind has not already gone. Wherever the mind goes, the body will follow. When you keep moving forward, Chantel says, I'm in this car, but I'm going to move forward. Don't know where I'm at, but I'm not in this car. Brian says, I'm going to keep moving forward. Don't know how I'm going to eat. But I'm sure doing fine. Yeah. Tempest said, I know we got Doritos. I know we got these teas. But this ain't my life. My life is on prosperity, not this poverty. Whatever the mind, the imagination, whatever in this chapter, whatever a man's mind can conceive, it can achieve. The reason why you can move forward it's because you say, mind, go forward. I'll catch up with you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, let me go into my closing thoughts. We're gonna, I'm going to do some long closing thoughts today. You can interrupt me should you want to. Won't necessarily be an interruption, but this is, we got to ride the energy. I was with Pastor Joel Osteen one day, and he was talking. He say, you know what? Storms are good. I was like, what? Well, yeah. He said, and if you don't pay attention to storms, then you won't pay attention to how strong your God is. I'm like, what? That's crazy. That, that, that's making no sense to me. He says, well, uh, Antonio, after the storm has blown you, you will find out that the storm put your feet exactly where they needed to be for you to get to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, your storm is blowing you out of a situation that you should not have been in. And they're blowing you to a situation that you're worthy of. How many people can understand that? You, you've had some storms. You had some people in your life that you should have cut off, but you didn't have the power. You didn't have the courage to do so. Uh, so a storm came. Yeah. And as your feet were blown, you were blown off your feet. When you landed, bruised, battered, hip dislocated like Jacob in the Old Testament. Yeah. You, you, you limped to your next best move. Storms are there to blow your feet so you can get closer to your next best move. You will never, ever, ever have a storm that does not benefit you. Not one. 
I would not be who I am today if it was not for Hurricane Ike in 2008 taking everything from me. Hurricane Ike came through Galveston, Texas. It was the best thing I don't ever want to go through again. <laughs> I lost everything. And the alpha male in me said, never again. And then right after that, Chantel, I promise you this happened. 2009, I started, 2000, that was 2008. 2009, I hooked up. I started doing some real estate. I bought my first house and I bought my second one. Then I bought my third one. 2009, Thanksgiving. I promise you this happened. In October, the renters, renters walked out on me. Two renters. I'm in a house. In 2009, I lost everything again. Who remembers 2009 in the housing crisis? Yep. I got caught up in it with three houses. I literally called who I was with at the time and I said, listen, I went, this is honest to God, true story. I went in this house and I said, I can't go in there again. I said, I'm trying to pack up our stuff, but I need you to let me make it. I feel like such a loser. I think if I go in there again, I promise you I said this there, I think if I go in there again, I'm gonna commit suicide. This hurts so bad because I just lost everything last year i finally build to a place i never thought i could do and now on some mental misunderstanding of overcompensating yourself overextending yourself without a storm i lose everything again i feel like a loser the first time it wasn't my fault this time it is and i'm back in the same situation but if it wasn't for those two storms, I wouldn't know how to do real estate properly. And I wouldn't know how to be a businessman. I went and read Robert Kiyosaki's Cash Flow Quadrant right after that. I had been reading it, but I read it right after that. And Robert Kiyosaki said in Cash Flow Quadrant, most investors fail because they haven't learned how to be good businessmen. So when their investments go belly up, they don't have the capital the six months reserve to survive. And I heard it loud and clear. <clears throat> so what I did was I spent the next nine years, the next seven years working on business. Now my real estate is sustainable. If you're not hearing me, 2008 storm, 2009 storm, got everybody here looking at me and listening to me right now. 1986, I was in kindergarten. No, 1985, I was a summer baby. I was in kindergarten. Parents started getting on drugs. 1986, the state would not allow either one of my parents to keep me. They gave me up for homeless. Gave me up. I'm six years old, 50 pounds soaking wet, if that, with a jerry curl. Don't judge me. My mama did that to me. Now, seriously, I had a jerry curl. It was red too. It was hey, red. the curls was high back then. I had one. Yeah, Watch yourself. Michael Jackson, sir. Beat it. Michael Jackson jacket too. I had a Billy Jean is not my love. That's it. That's it. Here I am with a jerry curl and homeless. Texas son is cooking my jerry curl. And I'm homeless. And I'm sleeping in this dumpster that would be my home for many years. And I promised promise myself I'd never go through it again. I'll find my way out of it. And I did. 
I've been doing personal development for 30 years. I need y'all to get that. I'm 37. I've been doing personal development since I was seven years old in a dumpster. And today, people pay me for my story. The storm that was meant to kill me has made me rich. I'm trying to help somebody in this place. I don't want you to look at your life and go, you know what? I don't like where I'm at because where you are is your next profitable story and position for you to get to where you need to be. You're only homeless or almost homeless so you can learn financial intelligence. You're only in that bad marriage so you can find a good one. You're only in that bad marriage so you can, so you can restore it and then do marriage treatments and counselings and keynotes or what have you. You're not in your religion because you're religious. You're in religion because you realize something outside of you was far greater than you. And on your darkest days, you found hope. That great philosopher, Bryant Double Certified Johnson, he said on Walk It Out Wednesday today, that we all have a light. But the problem with light is you can't take it around other lights. It only works in the dark. Your light is ineffective in light situations. All of us were meant to travel to the dark and cast light in bad situations. Bob Proctor. Oh, and I love Bob Proctor. I love him so much. And his book, Magnet to Money, he says, imagine you go into an Olympic-sized pool and you see the pool and the pool is dark blue. You have on your swimming gear and the pool attendee says, I'm sorry, but the pool is closed. He says, I can't tell you when the pool will be open back up. Someone overnight has cast very dark dye over all the pool water. Thousands of gallons of dye have been thrown into the pool. It's unsafe, but don't worry, this pool has one of the best filtration systems on planet Earth. Here's what's happening right now. The pool is filtering out, the filtration is filtering out the dye. And while it's taking out the dye, it's pumping in clean water. You can't see it because it's happening underwater. I can't tell you when it'll be over but I can tell you when it's done, the pool will be ready. Because the work that's being done beneath the dirt, beneath what makes the pool unswimmable, the bad is being taken out and the clean is being pumped in. And eventually, 
it will only be clean water. Ladies and gentlemen, that's you. That's the full story of your personal development. As a matter of fact, if you're even doing personal development, odds are you are the black sheep of your family. You're the weird one. The one that wanted to start a business. The cuckoo one. The one that marches to the beat of your own drum. You even found you someone to march to the beat of their own drum and now y'all off beat marching together. You've been the weird one your whole life. Only weird people do personal development. Only weird people pay to get better. You understand those air quotes, normal people, they ain't trying to get better. They say this is the way it is. Right now, Chantel, they looking at your dirty pool. Have no idea. Underneath the water, you're doing all the work. Gladys, they looking at you. You keep saying, I'm going to start this business. And they keep saying, why you keep clocking in? Because underneath the water, whew, I'm starting to feel some fire in my bones. Underneath the water, you're doing all the hard work. Come on, turn it one time. That, 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 they, 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 they keep telling you, Michael Tate. Michael Tate, they keep telling you. Go on out there and get a job. Shave. Do something with yourself. But underneath the water, you're working on marketing and sales and attaching yourself to people who do marketing and sales better than you. And everybody listening to the sound of my voice, your work is not done. Because underneath the water, you're pumping in the good and you're taking out the bad. I can't tell you when the pool of you will be ready to swim in in abundance. It don't work like that. I can tell you that every day, if you pump in the clean and automatically take out the bad, you will find yourself swimming in abundance. And it has to be somebody right now listening to me right now that is declaring right now that I am going to be the greatest pool ever. I have the greatest business ever. I'll make sure that my children have the greatest legacy ever. I will not, I refuse to go back to where I come from. You started off being afraid of where you used to be. That was your motivation. Now you just expect to get where you're going because that's your motivation. And every day you get up, you get up like it's your birthday. Because you remember on your birthday, you say, Jack says, you know what? Somebody owed me money on my birthday. Every day, Jack wakes up on his birthday and says, on my birthday, y'all better not cause me no drama. Glad it's so cold, she celebrate her birthday a whole month. She say, this is my birthday month. I wish all of you would walk around every month saying, this is my birthday month. Because in your birthday month, you say things like, ain't nobody going to stress me out. I'm going to get whatever I want. Ladies and gentlemen, you can have that right now. Because wherever the mind goes, the body must follow. It reminds me of Spencer Johnson's Peaks and Valleys. Inside Peaks and Valleys, the point of the book was you always find the good and the bad. And there was this young boy. He loved his valley life. Loved his valley friends because he had no awareness or concept of the peak. 
And one day he look up and he says, wow, I want to go to the peak. And he fools around and he makes a mistake that we've all made. He tells his friends and his family what he was going to do. And wouldn't you know it, just like they did Chantel, they talked him out of it. And you know, you can't go, you can't run out there. Don't nobody go on that peak. I've never seen nobody. Folk who never did nothing will always tell you you can't do nothing. He put his imagination on the peak and then went back and notified his people he's going where his imagination has been. He goes up the peak so far to where there's no longer a trail. The trail ran out halfway up. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't caught part of the lesson here, that when you start climbing in successful directions, the further you get, the less there's a trail. He has to become a trailblazer, bruised and battered, knuckles bleeding. He goes up to the peak. He makes it, only to find out a man older than him calls the peak his home. At the halfway point, he looks down at the air and he's at the air to his valley. He says, wow, I didn't know the air was that dirty. See, when you're in dirt, you don't know you're dirty. When you're in poverty, you don't know you're poverty until somebody show you a better life. I am currently shopping for a home and a friend of mine, mentor, was showing me million dollar homes the other day. He stretched my way. I wasn't looking at a million dollar home. Now I'm looking at $3 million homes. Somebody missed it. I have a friend that exposes me to things I have not yet exposed myself to. If that don't help you, if nothing helps you, I have one more story for you. A father and a son. A father and a son, they were hiking in another valley. And the father said, well, son, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go climb this mountain, but be careful. Stay with me. Because between the mountain is a river. And it's a nice river. And many people have drowned crossing the river. The father gets to the river point. They cross the river. It has where it has mud and rocks, and you can see it. And the father says, son, we can die here. Do me a favor and make sure you follow me. Look here, says, yes, sir. Father says, wait a minute, son. You, you, you agreed too fast. That, that, that wasn't the way I wanted it to be. Just pay attention. I said we can die. You don't have the fear that I thought you would have. We can die. Follow me. Son says, yes, sir. No, no problem. Okay, son, maybe you're not understanding the danger we're about to go in. You're too calm. Son cusses daddy off and said, no, 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 father. I'm, I understand the situation, but I'm not worried. Son says, well, why are you not worried? Father says, why are you not worried? Son says, because wherever I see your footprints, is where my feet, my feet going to go. And if you ain't learned nothing about imagination, what I need you to do, 
Come on, man. Close it. Close it. Come on. Where other feats have gone. You don't need to have all the answers. You need to simply put your feet in a safe spot. There's someone on the secret. Come on, man. Close it, man. His name is Jack Canberry. He says, you don't need to understand how to get from Texas to Los Angeles, but 200 feet at a time. The lights will show in front. You don't need to know how to get all the way to Los Angeles. All you have to do is see yourself 200 feet at a time, and the way will be shown. And I wish I had some water walkers in here. That's it, man. Come on, man. I wish Come I on. Folk who understood that all you have to do Yes, sir. Put your feet where his feet been at. <laughs> Come on, sir. You're scared of water and you don't want to walk on water like Peter, then cut them lights on on your car. Sir. And as long as your lights go 200 feet, you don't need to understand what's 300 feet in front of you. Come on, Reverend. All you have to do is go 200 feet and then 200 feet and then 200 feet. Come on, man. And you're 200 feet your way to your goal. Close it out, man. And I promise that every last one of you, if you use your imagination, if you just grasp one simple concept of where the mind goes, come on, man. The body must follow. So I challenge every last one of you for the rest of this week. Put your mind where your worth is. And if Forever. you don't have the worth, I invite you to do what the little kid with the father did. Put your worth right around somebody else's worth. If you got to call Phil and Susan and say, hey, you've been in this for 37 years, tell me how to get to it. If you got to call Brian and say, hey, you left your job, tell me how to get to it. Come on, man. Going back for your doctor, say, Shannon, I understand you in school and you're raising a kid. Come on, man. Write a million dollar bill on your wall like Jack, whatever you do. Put your mind out there first. And by scientific default, your body must follow. My name is Antonio T. Smith, Jr. You can plant better. You can dominate. And you can come to the ATS Business University by money, or the credit card, or cash. We will take all three. <laughs> That's we our will change your life forever. <laughs> As he is opening the doors to prosperity, <laughs> unmute all the lives. You're more than welcome to say goodbye. We love you all. <laughs> Best night ever. Okay. Thank Good night, you, everybody. Good night. Good night.